Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Real growers use True North Equipment, the premier provider of John Deere products and services. Schedule your post-harvest equipment inspection today so your equipment is prepared for go time. True North Equipment is offering no payments, no interest financing on inspections, parts, and services until November 2023. Minimum $200 purchase for inspections of tractors, combines, seating, hay, and windrowers, and spraying. Schedule today on the My True North customer portal at truenorthequipment.com. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We've got NFL thoughts or news. Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G, looking for new homes. We're going to talk about second-year breakout quarterbacks. And the Jaguars maybe getting a little too cute with their first-round draft pick. We'll talk NBA Finals and Major League Baseball news as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into an all new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by In the Clutch, officially licensed apparel from Major League Baseball, NFL, NHL. And the Major League Baseball Players Association, as well as more. So go to intheclutch.com to find your next t shirt. Use the code SportsStove. You get 10% off your purchase. Uh, welcome into a new episode. I'm joined as I am normally by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, welcome back. How you doing? Hey, thank you. Doing good. Doing good. Looking forward to the show tonight. It's a hot one out there, Dad. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, my goodness. Uh, today, actually, I didn't think today was as bad as yesterday. The temperature was higher. Humidity was down a little bit, at least here in Kentucky. Um, but uh, this hot weather is a good reminder that we are right around the corner from uh, NFL football, uh, college football, and other things as well, uh, for sure, going on there. Uh, some some news broke today, Dad. Richmond, Kentucky, which is down here where I am, uh, their very own UFC fighter, Harry Hunsucker, announces that he has signed a bout agreement for UFC 278 on August the 20th. The main event will be pay-per-view Usman versus Edwards. Um, the opponent for Harry Hunsucker will be announced soon. So congratulations to uh, Harry the Hurricane Hunsucker. He's been on the show a couple times and has his uh, next, this will be his third UFC fight scheduled for August 20th. So congratulations to him. 
Uh, all right. So, and uh, as I'm doing this, I get a breaking text message uh, about a house I'm trying to buy. Uh, okay, yeah, let's let's get into the uh, sports talk. NFL talk, uh, Baker Mayfield, he's been, you know, we've talked about him a lot here recently. Jimmy Garoppolo, another quarterback that is currently under contract somewhere but doesn't have a team to go to. Um, so at the end of the day, we've got to figure out what's going to happen. And we've kind of guessed about which teams would be the best fits and things like that. But this Baker Mayfield to Carolina thing has not gone away yet. There's been talk about both Baker and Jimmy G getting, getting a release. Um, but then today, Jonathan Jones from CBS sports said that, uh, Carolina is trying to get Baker Mayfield in a trade right now as well. I mean, it seems like the players came out and said, we don't want Baker yet. It looks like Carolina's still still trying to get them. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, we've talked about Carolina. You know, I think it would be a fit. It would be a good spot for him. They need a quarterback. He's, you know, there are some other weapons there. Um, probably not a super stable coaching situation, but it could be wherever Baker Mayfield goes. He's kind of trying out for the future uh, anyhow, but again, you know, that would be a good division probably to be in this year and um, be interesting. Yeah, I was thinking we've been hearing, you know, the Carolina said they absolutely were not interested, which usually that means they are interested. So um, not too surprised about that. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can get a trade work. Sounded like the, the last deal they're getting worked out is just how much salary, um, you know, Buffalo would absorb. Cleveland, I'm sorry, would absorb. Yeah, Cleveland doesn't want to pay money, uh, which makes sense. They're already paying millions of dollars to Deshaun Watson, who may never play for him. So uh, why would they want to pay Baker Mayfield also when he won't be playing for him? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, it makes sense that he goes to Cleveland, um, actually, I think. Uh, yeah, they've got Jacoby Brissett. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is an upgrade over Brissett. I don't, I don't mind Brissett, but I think Jimmy G is a is an upgrade over him. Seattle's the other team that needs a quarterback. Uh, at least most people think San Francisco doesn't want him probably to stay in the division. Although, you know, if they're moving on from him, maybe they're not too scared of him either. Uh, but he does know the team pretty well, so I, I don't know. Uh, you know, what's the most likely for Jimmy Garoppolo? We We've talked about different teams. Carolina, again, a team that makes some sense for Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Uh, Cleveland, I think, makes sense. Seattle makes sense. But uh, outside of that, I mean, where else Where else can he go? Um, I, You know, I think if he doesn't go to one of those, then you're looking for, you know, somebody, either a team that is not happy in training camp with what they have or someone that gets injured. Um, and you know, that could be what Garoppolo, you know, waits for or whatever. Like you said, Cleveland would make some sense. Um, you know, be a, could be a really good spot for him. And definitely they're going to need somebody, I think, at least at the start of the season. Uh, Baker Mayfield, if you had to guess right now, is he a starting quarterback week one of the NFL season? Um, yes, I think so. Really? Where do you think, I mean, <laughs> if he's starting, it has to be basically Seattle or Carolina, right? Yeah, I, well, I think this Carolina thing makes sense, and I think he'd be the starting quarterback there. And, um, again, you know, I, I think, you know, Baker Mayfield is a starting quarterback. Is he a top-flight star quarterback? Hasn't shown that yet. 
But um, but you know he he might be might do fine there, at Carolina, and like you said, that you know outside of Tampa Bay, um, may not be the strongest division this year. Yeah. Um, what about Jimmy Garoppolo in Jacksonville? It wouldn't be a starting job, um, and he there would be no shot of starting there, with the exception of injury as well. I'm trying to think of teams that he could go to. Miami. Um, you know, maybe, uh, again, I'm looking just backup spots where he could actually come in and just be a solid backup quarterback for somebody. Um, what about even Cincinnati, uh, Burrow made it through last season, made it to the Super Bowl. but what happens if Burrow goes down, you got to have somebody behind him, right. To, uh, uh, to go. So what a team like Cincinnati, where you have actually the opportunity to, uh, maybe win a Super Bowl and, uh, and then if someone gets hurt, you got an opportunity to, to fill in there. Cause they got Brandon Allen as their backup quarterback. Yeah, I, I again, I think in a spot like that, it, it'll make more sense for Garoppolo if there's an injury that happens. Bringing him in as a backup, now well, that'd be fine with Joe Burrow, you know, if he wanted to do that. But I think you're going to need to bring him in with a quarterback where there's no question who the starting quarterback is because Garoppolo has played, has been a starting quarterback, and I don't know that anybody wants to bring in, um, you know, a quarterback for competition. So, um, you know, I, 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 that'd be interesting to see. And I don't know how interested he is, you know, necessarily, you know, is he still looking for a place where he can be the quarterback or, you know, will he be happy to be um, a backup, you know, somewhere kind of like Andy Andy Dalton has seemed to work out all right like that. And um, maybe Garoppolo could too. Same way with Nick Foles. Well, Nick Foles went to Indianapolis. He signed to be the backup for Matt Ryan. So he's there. I Again, there's only two spots that you can actually compete for a starting job, I think. I think the Texans are set with what they're doing with Davis Mills. I think everybody else is set with what they have. And so really you're looking at a backup job. And where do you want to back up at? Somewhere that you probably think you can win a Super Bowl, have a chance to. So you got teams like Cincinnati, Tennessee would be another team that you could look at. Uh, as well, Miami would be a team you could look at. Uh, the Jets are not a Super Bowl team, uh, but again, the Jets and the Jaguars situations where you can go and back up a kid and kind of transition your career to being that that role if you're willing to do so. I just don't know. He's going to get cut. He's not if he doesn't get traded. He's getting cut. He won't be on uh, San Francisco's roster come preseason. He won't be there anymore, one way or the other. So uh, he's going to have to decide kind of what he's going to be okay with. And um, if he's looking to compete for a starting job, there's only, I think, two legitimate possibilities unless someone has a freak accident before they report to camp uh, again. Uh, but if you, you, know, you say, well, Garoppolo should wait till, till injury, well, you know, how long is that going to be? We don't, we don't know as well. So one of those guys will end up in Seattle, I think. One of those guys ends up in Carolina, uh, I think, as well. Um, let's see here. Let's talk about keeping on the quarterback uh, things. We got an interesting class of second year quarterbacks, sophomore year for these guys, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Davis Mills, the guys that got starting, starting, uh, time last year come in out of those guys, second year possibility. You look at the teams that they're on. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, not a great team. Zach Wilson, he's got an okay team. Fields, ah, oh boy, I don't like what the Bears have done uh, this offseason. 
Trey Lance has an okay team. Mac Jones has an average team. Davis Mills has a horrible team. Out of those quarterbacks, which one do you think is really going to take a bump up, or are you looking for to take a bump up? Um, I think Zach Wilson's one that is most set to have a bump up. Now, again, you know, there's some good teams in his division, but I, I think things will, will be going well. They, you know, they've made some pickups in the offseason. They've done some things with free agency. Uh, seem to be good things with the draft. And um, I, I, I think the Jets, um, again, you know, it's going to be tough in that division. But as far as a quarterback coming around, I think, you know, Wilson could prove that he is uh, the long-term guy. And I, to me, that would be, um, you know, the best shot of the bunch. But I think, you know, they're all going to get a chance to start. So um, we will see. But I think Zach Wilson, you know, of course, Mac Jones, you know, did great last year, you know, uh, there. So unless he has a sophomore slump, again, like you said, not necessarily on an excellent team, but he would know the system and um, everything there. I think that would make um, sense. Trevor Lawrence, I still think, is going to be a really, really good quarterback. But I don't know if Jacksonville right now, you know, again, I think Peterson would be a good coach for him. I think he'll have a good year, but I don't know if it'll be as good as the other two. Um, Trey Lance. Um, I think makes sense for, you know, he'll probably get the chance to start and a chance to play and probably will develop a lot. I'm not sure mentally he is there as far as grasping everything with the system and would be, you know, comfortable as maybe some of the other guys would be. Um, we all talked about Justin Fields, you know, at the draft. He probably has as much ability as any of them. But like I said, he's with a mess of an organization. It really is. And he, you know, I, there's going to be a lot of pressure. I don't know that he has all the weapons he needs. And there's going to be a lot of pressure put on him, I think, because of the way, um, you know, the new general manager and, and everybody has talked that, um, you know, and I think he'll be a really good quarterback. And if they'll tailor the system around him, then that will work. But I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of patience there. I think there may be a lot of pressure, and that may force his hand, um, you know, earlier than he needs to be. Davis Mills will not be on a good team, but he might be a guy that could take a step up. And you can look at him at the end of the year and say, hey, Davis Mills is going to be a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's going to have to be this year unless he, you know, if he doesn't, he loses his job because they're going to draft a quarterback number one overall next year um, unless he can get them to win, you know, six or seven games and have to be the third or fourth or fifth pick in the draft because uh, the top two picks are going to be quarterbacks more than likely in the next draft. Uh, let's let's kind of go through them. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jacksonville. I like what Jacksonville did in the offseason. Uh, they've they've kind of helped out their offensive line a little bit, bringing in Brandon Scharf. Um, they re-signed Cam Robinson. They bring in weapons, Evan Ingram at tight end, Christian Kirk at wide receiver. Uh, Zay Jones comes in from Las Vegas as well. They don't have a traditional number one wide receiver, but I really like the group that they have at wide receiver. Defensively, they go out and draft uh, three guys. Uh, Devin Lloyd, Trevon Walker went first, uh, and Chad Muma there in the first three rounds. Um, we'll talk, we'll get to Trevon Walker here in a second, but they, they made some necessary changes, I think. And I think that Jacksonville could step up, uh, not, not playoff team step up, but, um, that division is pretty weak overall. And it's, it's actually available for the taking Indianapolis would still be the team I'd take first. Tennessee is still going to be up there 
as well. But ne- neither of those teams are great teams, I don't think, at least. And so there's actually a little room to wiggle there for Jacksonville where they could have a decent year and uh, pull out six, seven, eight wins here in year two of Trevor Lawrence. And I expect him to make a big step up from last year and start to show what he could be coming down the line. Uh, New York Jets, they as well, I love what they've done in the draft recently. They get Garrett Wilson at Ohio State. Last year, they got Elijah Moore. Their offensive line is pretty well set, pretty solid guys. Don't love their tight ends. C.J. Uzoma comes over from Cincinnati, uh, but it is what it is. So Zach Wilson has some weapons now and an opportunity to do something. And they've got a really good defense as well. They should have a really good defense there in New York. So some of the pressure should be off of him because the defense should set them up for at least a little bit of success. I already said Justin Fields, as much as I like him, I don't think the Bears are setting him up for success at all. Uh, Trey Lance is an interesting one. He had a whole year to sit. He played sparingly in year one, had a whole year to sit. Uh, looks like they've got everybody back. And, uh, so there's an opportunity there. He's got some dynamic offensive talent around him too, led by George Kittle. They got a good running game. Debo Samuel supposedly is going to be there and play and all that kind of stuff as well. So there's potential Mac Jones and the Patriots, that division is getting tougher and tougher. They go out and get Devontae Parker this year, which should help a little bit, Mac Jones. Um, And they've got two tight ends who underperformed last year, but should be really good. So Mac Jones could take a step forward as well. And then Davis Mills, you kind of already talked about him. I think Davis Mills could have a good year. At the moment, he still has Brandon Cooks on the roster. They drafted John Mechie uh, as well. So they've got some talent there. Um, I don't love their tight ends. They don't have anybody you've probably ever heard of at tight end, uh, at least not recently. Uh, and the defense is lackluster as well. So Houston's going to be bad, but that means they're going to throw the ball a lot. So to statistically, Davis Mills could have a really good year as well. But if I'm looking for big jumps, Dad, I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, picks one and two uh, last year. And for no other reason, they've got a year under their belts. They played for a year, uh, even though there were injury issues there as well. I expect both of them to make big steps up. I expect New York to be fighting for the playoffs. I expect Jacksonville to be much improved in in their record as well. And just to see Trevor Lawrence, like I said, starting to show that he is that next superstar quarterback, like everybody compared him to Andrew Luck, I think we have to start seeing that already this year. What do you think on that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to be a really, really good quarterback and, and could end up being one of the elite ones. Um, you know, again, he's got a new coaching staff and everything, so we'll just see how it goes, but they should know how to handle him. And, um, yeah, I think he could be a lot better. And like you said, he is in, you know, a, a weaker division there. And, um, like I said, I think Zach Wilson's set up for a good year too. So it'll be interesting to see how these second year guys do. And like you said, um, as the year goes on, it'll be interesting the pressure on quarterbacks because of the draft this year, you know, there should be a lot of good quarterbacks drafted and, or to draft. And, um, you know, that may put some added pressure on, on, on several quarterbacks. Jacksonville had the first overall pick this year in the draft they go with Georgia outside linebacker and Trevon Walker. Uh, everything you heard about him before the draft, what, what was the, general uh, belief that he was going to be in the in the NFL what was his main role going to be um 
you know, it, it would be probably as an edge rusher. Again, you know, he had just great physical attributes. And it was a little bit of a surprise that he jumped up to be the number one pick. Um, but he was, and he just, you know, he, he's got a lot of, a lot to work with. So if he's coached correctly, um, he's got the physical attributes. So I read on, I believe it was Yahoo. I'm trying to look it up now and I can't see it. I can't find it on here. I'm pretty sure it was Yahoo sports earlier, uh, today that the plan Jacksonville is planning on using him as a standup outside linebacker. So more of a traditional outside linebacker, as opposed to just a pure rusher, uh, he's a big boy. He's athletic, no doubt about it. Um, there's, it almost feels like Jacksonville's trying to get a little cute with what they're doing with them. They're trying to prove just how right they are. Uh, of course, they got Josh Allen on the other side that'll be rushing, rushing the quarterback, and he's a very good pass rusher as well. But they're already kind of changing what Walker is known for uh, versus, you know, <laughs> what what they're going to do with them. And I guess you got to do that to some degree in college football, but you would think if you take a guy number one overall that you would be looking to, you know, do with what he's known for doing, right? Yes. I, you know, I, I read the article you're talking about too, and what Caldwell is a defensive coordinator. And yeah. what he says is the position they call outside linebacker is one of the key positions, you know, um, in their defense and they're trying to get him in a spot where he can do what he does best. So, again, you know, I'm not a defensive coach, so I don't know, and I don't know what scheme they're trying to run, but I would think they're going to try to, to maximize um, Pravon Walker the best way they can. And whether you call him an edge rusher or an outside linebacker, you know, I don't believe they're going to have him dropping into coverage all the time for sure. Um, but again, you know, he's got physical abilities. I've read where he's really, you know, soaking up all the reps he can get. I think his attitude is good. And, um, you know, again, if Caldwell, I think, you know, would know what he's doing, then, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works out. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, it'll be intriguing to see uh, how he buys into the role as well. Um, you know, we've seen not not always as rookies. Um, you know, you say he has good attitude. He better have a good attitude. <laughs> He's the number one overall draft pick. Uh, but, yeah, I like Josh Allen on the other end as well. He'll be rushing the quarterback. He's he's had success early in his career as well. Um, you know, I just sometimes I, th- I feel like guys try a little too hard. But, again, they're getting paid a lot of money to make these decisions. So, uh, and Caldwell's a good coach, so you'd like to think that 
He knows what he's doing. As I want to see Jacksonville do better. I, I like a lot of the players on their team. I'd like to see them have some success. Do you think Christian Walker can be a true number one wide receiver? Or Christian Kirk? Um, that was a little bit of a stretch. He is a very good wide receiver. You know, we've talked about him in fantasy football a lot. And um, but I, you know, um I I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but like I said, you know, wide receivers, the way they're getting paid this year and everything is kind of crazy. Anyhow, um, I think he can be a very good wide receiver. Really depends how they, you know, you have them on running backs and how they can use, you know, use him um, from there. So I, I think he can have a good year. I don't know that he's one of the, you know, top 10 wide receivers right out of the, out of the box. No, no, he's not, he's not one of the top 10. I wouldn't say. Uh, one of the big news things right now is is they're kind of getting closer to the season, so there's some con- contract disputes going on. Uh, Terry McLaurin is one of the guys that's been talked about in the news a lot recently, saying he's not going to show up till he gets a contract. Uh, I was curious, Dad, kind of your thoughts on how you feel about players holding out. Um, we don't have a whole lot of players that hold out into the season. There are players that hold out through preseason for a time. Uh, that's a little more common. Uh, but camp's coming up here pretty soon. Uh, preseason coming up here pretty soon. What's your general philosophy? or uh, Have you ever changed your thoughts on guys holding out versus guys showing up to play when they're under contract? Well, I, I think the um, in training camp, if they're under contract, then they need to show up. And I think you hurt your team when they don't show up for training camp because uh, the way the league is structured now, you know, it's really structured differently. And they don't have as many practices. They don't have as many padded practices. They don't have as many preseason games. Um, and a lot of times the main starters don't play preseason games anymore. So it's really changed. But I, I think a guy holding out um, would probably hurts the other teammates more. As far as, you know, um, the OTAs, at first I thought, you know, boy, you know, everybody ought to always be involved in all those. But teams have, have really changed you know, they know that's not going to happen. It is um, it is optional. And so I think teams have changed. To the, this gives them a real good chance to work with the rookies, with the undrafted free agents, with the second, third string players. Gives them a chance to, um, to, to see if show a little more what they have and to get those people all on page so when training camp comes, because training camp, like I said, it is not as involved as it used to be. And so I think the idea that you can have the team all ready to hit the ground running um, first day of training camp, that's what the OTAs really help with and really work for. Uh, mini camp, you know, gives everybody a chance to see everybody a couple of days. But, it, it, you know, it's changed so much. A few years ago, I mean, you know, Football was really all year long. The OTAs, everybody came to that. Everybody kind of had to, even though it was optional. And, um, you know, they worked with them more, but that's changed now. And players have, have done all right without being there in the OTAs and things like that. Of course, a lot of players work out, keep in shape on their own. So um, I've definitely changed a little bit on the OTA part of it. As far as when you get to training camp, again, there's not as much time. So I think it's important to have everyone there. Um, as far as people holding out, again, I mean, 
you know, there's so much money involved now and everything. You would think for the most part, everybody can get that worked out. And, um, you know, hopefully there won't be a lot of long holdouts, but I do think it probably hurts the team. Uh, yeah. It seems to me like the teammates are usually okay with it. Um, you know, so from my, my opinion has changed on this to a little bit more accepting it. Uh, maybe it's just because it's the way it is now versus right or wrong. Uh, but it, it seems like in most cases, the teammates are fine with it. They understand the situation because we've seen a lot of guys uh, get injured and, you know, just by running, like uh, making a cut or, or running a route and all of a sudden their ACL blows. I mean, uh, Odell Beckham did it in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, there's always that chance for injury, and then that hurts your contract situation. So, I don't blame them. I, I don't love it, but I don't also hate it at the same time. I feel like I've loosened a lot on, on my stance on, on kind of how that lines up, at least at the moment, uh, where those things are. Biggest NFL news of the day, Dad. The NFL has a new pizza sponsor. The official pizza of the NFL is Little Caesars Pizza. Pizza Hut. I saw this on Twitter. This is not original. They had the the their motto of no one out pizzas the hut. Well, they've been out pizza by Little Caesars uh, as they take over the NFL uh, exclusive rights there from the pizza companies. And so congratulations to Little Caesars. Now, I personally am a Mad Mushroom guy. I like Mad Mushroom Pizza. A uh, huge fan of Mad Mushroom Pizza, and uh, they are locally here, and so uh, I do not choose Little Caesars over Mad Mushroom if, if <laughs> my sponsors are listening, uh, but uh, I do like Little Caesars Pizza as well, and uh, this is interesting because when I was a kid, we got Little Caesars a lot, um, and then it kind of faded away for a while, and then all of a sudden it came roaring back. Uh, when I was in college, it was a big deal. So and now, now they're the official pizza of the NFL. That's didn't see that one coming, Dad. No, no, you you never know. But I'm sure there's a lot of battle for those kind of things, and and it'll fit real well with Little Caesars, no doubt about that. You know, you're hot and ready, and getting ready for the football game, and everything from there. Of course, they do delivery, and they've changed a little bit. You know, besides just uh, the you know traditional pepperoni pizza. But um, yeah, I, I that'd be that'd be very interesting, and you know, I'm sure a lot. A, a, you know, a lot of money's gone into it, and hopefully, a lot of creativity. Be some real neat little Caesars <laughs> commercials we can look forward to. Be yeah. interesting to see. Be interesting to see who their spokesman might be, or what players they might could make might connect with there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, you know, I love Little Caesars. If I had to rank pizza, it'd be number one, Mad Mushroom. Number two, Little Caesars. I'd take it over the other, you know, traditional brands, the Papa John's, the Pizza Huts. Uh, I think Domino's is disgusting. Uh, so I, you know, I, I think it's pretty neat to see it and it'll be fun. You're right to see the creativity that comes along with it as well. Uh, let's see here. Any other NFL news you want to hit on before we move on? Uh, no, like I said, you know, it's going to be kind of a dead period here after this week um, for a little while. But like I said, there'll be, you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of Deshaun Watson news. And like I said, these two quarterbacks moving around. And, you know, it's about six weeks, so it'll before long, you know, the talk toward training camp will be there. Um, but this is a time when, you know, uh, players, like you said, um, you know, how many players will get in trouble? Hopefully people will not, um, but that's always something. Um, I heard it today 
Um, on the Packers, they talked about, I, Mike Sherman said, you know, that he was always terrified this time, this time of year, not knowing what was going to happen those five or six weeks. But I think, you know, teams have done the best they can to prepare the players, hope the players um, will, you know, focus on their job. They have a very good job and they'll focus on that and, uh, you know, keep that in mind um, there. One of the things that people focus on are websites. Let me tell you about Elementor. Get Elementor. It's the ultimate WordPress website builder with live drag and drop editor. You can build and customize every part of your website with zero coding required. Elementor is your all-inclusive solution for your website. Create, manage, and host your website through Elementor. Use the Sports Stove exclusive link uh, in the episode notes on YouTube or on any podcast platform. To find out more information about how Elementor can help your website improve. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Your Boston Celtics are on the verge of elimination. Are you scared? No, no, we're coming home. We haven't played well the last two games, so uh, and they've played well, you know, the, all the last part of the season here. So I, I think they can play well, win this one at home, and then get to the seventh game. And I still think it can be Boston in seven. Boston is the favorite Thursday night, four-point favorites over Golden State in Boston. Um, I don't know, Dad. It seems like the Warriors have uh, kind of found their groove, and I think maybe they finish it off in Boston. I I think about it. I, I think it's always better for a team to win at home when they clinch and win the championship and celebrate at home, especially when you're talking about opposite sides of the country. Um, but I think I think Golden State comes in with the understanding, hey, we cannot let this drag out. We need to finish it off. I think Golden State takes it in game number six over Boston. But we will see. It's been an interesting interesting uh, back and forth so far for these two teams. Uh, let's get into some Major League Baseball talk. Lots of injuries. Uh, Walker Bueller out for six to eight weeks. Ozzie Albies breaks his foot, I think, swinging a ball, swinging the bat at a ball or something like that. And then Steven Strasburg came back from injury one start, and now he's back on the IL. Uh, we're kind of in that spot in the season, Dad, where it's just like a ton of injuries. Guys that seem like we're starting to come back off the injury list, but it seems like just as fast new guys are going on the list. Yeah, it, it, it really does from there. And, you know, there's been a lot of that, a lot of injuries. Um, and, you know, people who have tried to come back and maybe come back too quick, you know, Bryant was that way for Colorado. <laughs> Had back injury, came back and was just a game or two, and then went back on the injured list. I've seen, you know, again, following this with fantasy baseball, um, it seems like teams are being more and more cautious now about not bringing people back uh, too quick. I know the Reds took a long time uh, to bring uh, India back, but he's back now. But um, So teams aren't pushing it there. And despite this time of the season, that makes sense. There's still a lot of the season left. Um, you know, from there. So I, I, I think that makes some sense. But, yeah, these injuries, you know, it, it's really been crazy. And it's, as you know, of course, you're in fantasy baseball too. It's it's made it really exciting. And some of these guys have been out. Some of the ones on my team have been out quite a while. But you keep hearing, hey, you know, we're not going to rush them back. And, um, you know, so we'll see, you know, with the players when they do get back, you know, they're getting close to the all-star break now. Can they finish the rest of the season? 
A couple big streaks going on in Major League Baseball right now. The Atlanta Braves now on a 12-game win streak as of this current recording. Uh, They're playing a game right now as well. But uh, 12-game win streak. The other teams in the East finally stopped their win streaks. Um, And how long are they going to go before they lose a game, Dan? Um, I mean, I don't know. Um, was it last year when does somebody or was it the Braves that had like a 15 game winning streak or something when they started to come back? Um, there, but um, I don't know. I don't think you know they'll just keep winning, but it's interesting because the Mets are still you know doing well too. But that division definitely has took on a totally different look, you know, with Philadelphia and with Atlanta. And I think from a baseball fan standpoint, it'd be good to have you know good battles in all the divisions uh, coming down to the end there, even you know fighting for them the last week or so for playoff spots, which usually isn't necessarily. Um, the case so but yeah Braves Braves have been hot again I've got some guys on my fantasy team so I'm all for that I got lucky and got the good pitcher early on with a little inside information and um, he's done well for me Atlanta played the Diamondbacks the Rockies the Athletics the Pirates currently playing the Nationals next they get the Cubs Uh, so that explains a little bit of the win streak (laughs) Uh, there, but then after the Cubs, they get San Francisco and the Dodgers. Uh, so assume that the losing, the winning streak will end at some point, uh, if not before, during that West uh, journey there against the teams West. Um, the other team, let's see, there's another team that's still on a winning streak, and it was San Francisco. Four game win streak right now for San Francisco. Uh, they're three games back, the Dodgers and the Padres both three games up on San Francisco uh, right now. So, again, I know we've talked about this before, but it seems like that three-headed, you know, that's a three-headed race, a three-horse race there in the NL West. And anytime one starts to slide, it seems like they always kind of catch back up. And that's what San Francisco is doing right now. Yes, it is. And um, I, yeah, I think that's going to be a good division. Like I said, I think there's very good chance that both the wild cards um, will come out of there and should come out of there again. The Giants continuing to play very good um, baseball. And again, it's like last year, they rotate just so many different guys that hit, hit home runs and drive in runs. Um, you know, they don't have some of the star power that some teams have, but they seem to play well together. I think they're well managed from there. You know, we've talked about the American League East too, and the the Yankees, of course, seem to really, you know, have a hold there, but that could be a very interesting division. I was looking at it, um, you know, today, getting ready for the podcast and what the Red Sox are over 500 now. So, um, you know, again, I don't know what they're going to challenge, but you got four teams over 500 in that division. Toronto is definitely good, and I think they can, you know, be a factor in Tampa Bay, you know, a good team too. So um, that could be a very interesting division to watch, you know, the twins, <laughs> the twins have just stayed right there. You know, they've stayed good. They've got some good players and um, yeah, be, be interesting. Like I said, Houston's probably got a in real good shape out West, but like you've said, also the, the, the Rangers, you know, are, are definitely improved. Yeah. The Ranger, well, let me get the Red Sox first. They, they're fourth in the division. They're sixth in the American league. <laughs> so, so even though they're, they're struggling in their division, they're doing well compared to the rest of the American league. Texas though, was the team I want to go to next 29 31. So they're still under 500. 
Uh, they are on a three-game win streak. This is a team, you know, again, they made moves in the offseason, uh, bringing in Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager. Their rookie of the year last year, Garcia, is playing fairly well also. They're kind of going back and forth between uh, different catchers at the moment. Pitching-wise, they've actually kind of held their own to some degree. They don't have great win-loss records, uh, but they're not pitching horrible either. Actually, their their uh, their main pitcher, the guy that's doing the best for him, Martin Perez, uh, he's having himself quite the season of 2.45 ERA. Uh, 4-1, I believe, is his record. Now, now I say that, and I think I'm probably wrong on that. Um, but uh, I just had it, and now I can't find it. 4-2. 4-2 and two is his record um, as well. This Texas team, they got a long way to go to be playoff eligible, but it seems like they're they're making you know the movement up at least uh, versus declining like some of these other teams. Yes, yeah, I, I think, you know, Texas, like I said, it'd be interesting. We're not, I guess, too far from the all-star break, and um, be interesting to see the second half of the season should be good. Uh, speaking of all-star break coming around this time, when we start talking about trades, Joey Votto, he plays for the Cincinnati Reds, which is just down the road from you. Uh, is he going to get traded here this year? I mean, Cincinnati stinks. So do they hold on to him because he's been there forever? Or does he go to a team where he can go just be a designated hitter somewhere and, and help a team out? Because he's actually been hitting pretty solid here recently. Yes, that's, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, the Reds, uh, Votto, you know, is the one name, you know, that's been here and been doing so well for so long. So the idea, I mean, I, I don't know. I think things have calmed down a little bit with the fan base here, but I'm not sure what would happen if they got rid of Joey Votto. Um, I don't know how that would necessarily benefit them. It might benefit him, but you know, he, he's the real mainstay here with the Reds at this point. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if they trade him or not. And again, you know, the question is, are the Reds going to do anything to really help themselves, um, you know, next year or heading in the right direction? And there's probably still still a lot of question about that. Yeah, I don't know what he does to help them in the future either, though. I mean, if he's there, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna rebuild, you got to rebuild, and I think you got to get rid of him. To and you're not going to get much back for him, but you can get a prospect. And, uh, you know, you never know with a prospect. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do uh, with them. All right, Dad, any other topics you want to discuss before we go? Um, no. Like I said, I think I think we covered a lot of stuff there. And um, I think we're in good shape. Like I said, hopefully my Celtics will hang in there and get to game seven and win that one and make me look good. Um, we got the hockey playoffs starting on Wednesday night. Could be a really, really good Stanley Cup Finals and um, be interesting there. Yeah, we had a listener not happy with our NHL talk uh, last episode. Very frustrated with us for not knowing names of people. Um, or she apparently has not watched our show. We are not an NHL show. Um, but uh, he was not pleased. So, Jason, if you're watching again today and you made it all the way to the end, Thanks for sticking around with us, uh, nonetheless, from there. Uh, well, you know, if you don't like the, the content, don't listen. It's okay. We, we can do without you. Uh, but we do appreciate people listening, and thank you for your support, for sticking with us, even if you don't like everything that we talk about. Uh, a couple of ways that we can help you out. Number one, go to intheclutch.com. 
Uh, get yourself a t-shirt. They got a lot of neat t-shirts there. Uh, if you use the code Sports Stove at checkout, you get ten percent off your purchase. Don't forget about the exclusive Sports Stove link for Elementor. If you have a website or want a website, you need to check them out. They do a lot of great stuff. They make it very, very simple to have a professional-looking website. Everybody looks at your website. If it doesn't look great, Elementor can help you with that as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Uh, we will not have a new episode coming out Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, we will be back again, though, Sunday night for another live episode, and the audio will be available on Monday morning as well. All righty. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sports Stove podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.